0: welcome to another week of it's just my thoughts and i'm your host mika reeves so what's good y'all uh let's see um so we're going into christmas i was wondering how everybody christmas shopping was going um this year i feel like we have been absolutely scrambling did i talk about this last week i'm not really even sure and you know we went to miami and when we got back it's been like trying to just you know get Christmas and I'm I'm glad that most of my family you know they're cool with gift cards so um for the little kids in my family like you know those are the ones that I really kind of put the effort in getting gifts but the older kids um gift cards stuff like that so you know I really been trying to just get my brain wrapped around the fact that we're going into Christmas it doesn't even feel that way I don't know it's weird I I feel like um Maybe, maybe cause we're still kind of in these pandy streets. I don't know, COVID, but it feels weird. You know what I'm saying? So this year, um, uh, we are spending time as a family, um, and just kind of keeping it a little small and intimate. Um, but that's really about it. Uh, just having a really small, you know, kind of Christmas Eve should be big because that's like, you know, my family and my family has kids and all that stuff. And so we're kind of like playing games and all that stuff. And then, uh, Christmas day, It's going to be pretty chill and we just have like family dinner and all of that. Um, Let's see. Next week is going to be the year in review episode. I'm looking forward to that one because I actually don't even know like what was the top episodes this year and all that. Um, It's always interesting when I sit down and look at the stats and look at the episodes that you really liked. Uh, So I'm going to go over that and go over all of my year in review stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. And that's all I really got going on, y'all. So let's just go into the episode. Don't forget to follow the show. You know, definitely tell people about the show. Um, You can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Audible. Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find the show. So, and definitely, uh, you know, leave a review. Rate it and leave a review. Um, Also, don't forget to follow me on social media. It's Instagram at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast and on Twitter is igmt podcast. Um, and you can always find me email IJMT podcast at gmail.com. So just want to throw that out there. I'm going to also say it again at the end, but definitely tell a friend, tell a friend. So let's just go into the mantra of the day. Today's mantra is I am calm and peaceful. I like that mantra because I feel like going into holidays, that's how it should be. And also we should leave with a calmer spirit after the holidays too. Um, They always uplift me, just spending time with my family and really uh, just, you know, really sinking into um, that quality time. So it's really important. Um, I get these mantras from I Am Mantra on Twitter. It's my favorite account. I read them every single morning. So definitely follow them. And today I'm just going to do a deep dive episode. So we're just going to just shoot the shit, catch up, talk about a little bit of TV, talk about some shit going on and just go over some of my thoughts. Let's just jump into the deep dive. All right. So, uh, let's see where we're going to start. Let's start on Kanye. Um, I, I speak a little bit about Kanye because he just, I, I just think Kanye It's just Kanye. And so recently, uh, he had a, he had a, uh, concert with Drake, um, and it was a free Larry Hoover, uh, fundraising concert. And so I didn't watch it because I'm, I mean, I just, I I think I've talked about Kanye so much in here. Y'all know how I feel, but I don't really support, um, you know, Kanye. I used to be a huge Kanye fan, but for me, like I can't do it. So I didn't watch it, but I did kind of catch some stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. It was one thing I want to talk about. that kind of stood out to me that I think is weird. Um, and very problematic when it happens. So I've been seeing a lot of reports saying like people are applauding Kanye for fighting for his marriage. Right. Uh, so in mm, Thanksgiving, I think he went by this church and he basically was saying a prayer where he was saying that he was trying to keep his family together and that, you know, Kim like saying, like, you know, he know, he made mistakes in his marriage, how he wants Kim to come home, blah, 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 blah. So then, you know, the concert, Kim's there with North. He's performing all of his songs. So he decides to perform Runaway. As we know, he wrote Runaway when he was dating uh, Amber Rose. Uh, and then at the end, he's telling Kim, and in the, sh- of the song during the, the performance, he's telling Kim to run back home. I thought that was, I, when I first saw that, I thought that was weird because one, like his daughter's there. Um, I don't really know if that's something to really be said in front of your kid, uh, like the messaging as if like, you know, you're doing everything you can, but she's not also after the fact I was reading this article and it was talking about how Kim found it to be weird, like how he's kind of like doing this, like, uh, you know, this whole show of her coming back because he's literally living with a 22 year old model. Um, and that's the thing like, that I hate about stuff like this. Like me personally, I think Kanye's a narcissist. I definitely think that he has some mental health issues that need to, you know, hopefully he can keep continue to work through if if he is. But I think it's manipulation when you um, do stuff like that. And, you know, uh, and what I mean by that is like, right to me, it seemed like right when she started dating. Right. And like like visibly dating. Now, all of a sudden you're fighting to get your relationship back. But I mean, if y'all recall, since they're, you know, them talking about splitting up and things like that, Kanye has been linked to like different models, all that shit. And I definitely don't think he have been out here pining away over Kim. But right when Kim started dating, all of a sudden now he wants to get his family back. And sometimes, you know, seeing somebody with somebody else and seeing somebody happy with somebody else, it can be triggering. But if, if I was Kim, I would run for the fucking hills. Like I would not fuck with that dude because what he's doing is toxic and it's problematic. One, I think when you, if you are trying to get your girl back or something like that, I think moving in silence and doing stuff behind the scenes, a huge example of that is Jay-Z and Beyonce. We, I mean, we might've heard rumblings, you know, Solange, you know, jumped on them in in, in the elevator, but like, you didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then, you know, he went and got healing, went on his healing journey in therapy. They went on a healing journey together to figure out, you know, how they going to navigate their marriage and, and repair it. And it was behind the scenes, you know, she came out with Lemonade and then that's when he came out with 444 where he talked about, you know, he didn't want to lose his fucking family, but he wasn't like, you know, hopping on the stage, you know, uh, doing his performances saying shit or like while she's performing, like how Offset did Cardi jumping up there, bringing out roses. Like, no, it's, it's manipulative because then you have people, you know, all in the comments and all on social media saying like, you know, Kim wrong. She should give him a chance, but no, like we don't know that. We don't know what that woman have been through with this man. And clearly, um, it's probably been a fucking journey, right? I, I think it's dope that she still tries to support him. She still be there, you know, with him and stuff like that. And she still very much try to, you know, keep family ties. At least it's not, it doesn't seem like their whole situation is nasty or anything. It really doesn't. Um, so I think that's good. I think that's a good thing. And hopefully they can get to a place that they just are co-parenting with each other. But at the day after the concert, she filed to be legally single, um, why they still work through their divorce and work through the custody and all that stuff. So she seemed like she's pushing forward and hopefully she does. Also, we're talking about, uh, dating. So this week, um, I got so many text messages saying like, oh, did you see this? Or, you know, uh about Nene, you know, finally um, confirming that she's dating. So what do we think about that, y'all? I actually have had different thoughts than other people. A lot of people that hit me up are like, they feel like it's too soon. I think Greg passed in September, maybe. So what, well, we in December? And I think they've been dating maybe for a little while. Um, I think that when it comes to being a caregiver and watching somebody you know, decline and watching somebody pass is very hard. Um, and Nene actually said that like it's very alone, and very depressing, and and grieving. You know, is difficult. I totally agree, and I honestly, I honestly think she said that she had a conversation with Greg, and you know, he wished her well. And I, I personally believe it because I think that I, I think that it happened that way, and I think that we all have, we're human right? And loneliness is real and um, grieving is real. And sometimes, you know, shit can just fucking happen where you just fall into a relationship. And I'm I, I'm not going to say it's too soon because we don't know the complexities of what she was getting out of a relationship with Greg. Like, you know, as far as like, you know, him being sick and all of that. And so, Um, a lot of times when you're a caregiver, you kind of, you don't really think about your needs. I was a caregiver for my grandmother for two years and, um, a little over two years and it was very difficult and it was very grating. And, you know, I I was going back and forth to the next city over almost every single day. Um, you kind of lose sight of your own life because my life was pretty much making sure she was okay, making sure she had everything, me, making sure just everything, doctor's appointments, everything. And so, um, and I can only imagine with, uh, Nina, cause I'm, I don't think they had a nurse. I think she was his caregiver as we saw on the show and all of that. So it's difficult. So my thing is this, um, you know, I I just wish her well, you know, with her grieving process and whatever way she looks happy and whatever way, you know, you navigate it. Some people, would won't date. And some people will date. Um, Leslie, the other day told me, she said, uh, well, don't, don't you worry. I'm not going to ever give you permission to do that. And so I'm like, okay. But s- some people navigate grief in different ways. And so I never judge it because you don't know how you might be in that circumstance. Right. Um, for some people, they feel like it's too soon. I don't know because I don't know. I don't, I, like I said, I don't know, but I wish Nini well, I don't personally, I don't knock it because loneliness is, is hard. Um, and it can get really dark sometimes. And sometimes like that person could be there for the moment just to help you through that darkness. And so you never know sometimes why people are placed in your lives and what their purpose is. But sometimes like, do we always need to know, you know, it could just be what God gave you in that moment and what you needed. So, um, yeah, that's my opinion on that. So, let's just jump into before I get into TV. Let's talk about this Travis Scott thing. I I haven't really talked much about Astro World because it's just a sad situation. But I think it's I think it's also, also kind of weird that he's being canceled. Don't don't y'all think that's weird? And I say that because I was watching like when you watch all these like Rolling Loud concerts and all these like festivals and stuff, like I was watching one couple months ago and people were getting drugged out you know and of the crowd they got themselves like tied to each other so they don't get lost in the crowd and all that and like these marsh pit type festivals where you're all in there it, it's crazy like that all of them are like that so it's not just like yes Asher world was horrible this year because of the people that you know the past and all that stuff's going on I don't personally think and I never felt that way you know um about the concert like. I personally wouldn't go just because I, I can't even be in a crowd like that in general. And we need COVID street. So even if we even if it wasn't COVID, I still wouldn't go just because I don't want to be smashed up with people like that. That's not, that's not my thing. But I feel like, um, I feel like it's not his fault because he, okay. As an artist, I don't see how it would be up to him to make sure that, all the security is there, all the, you know, everybody's doing whatever, because it's not his job to, he's the artist. And so like, yeah, Astro Roll was his thing, but I don't think artists are walking around doing security checks at a festival. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me, it's weird that he's getting canceled. Like he lost his endorsements. Um, then he was supposed to perform at Coachella. So they told him no. Then he offered to perform for free, like he covered the cost. He paid to perform, and they told him no. And I'm like, damn, like he's really like he had a he had a, a seltzer, like a hard seltzer. That they dropped him from that. They dropped him from Fortnite. Um, it's been other stuff, and I'm like, this shit is kind of interesting that he would be canceled. Though I don't, I don't, I really don't get it because honestly, like I really see the remorse. You know, he's offered to pay for you know these people's funeral. He's offered um therapy, he refunded everybody. Uh he went and sat down with Charlemagne and I was listening to Brilliant Idiots and um Charlemagne was just like literally you can see that he's struggling so bad with what happened and that he was like that he would it was times that like he was over to himself, but he was literally talking to himself about what happened. And he was just like, you know, he didn't know, and I totally believe him. Like you're up on stage, performing. How are you gonna know that people out there passing out? How are you gonna know that somebody's walking through the crowd stabbing people? You know, with injection or some shit. How would you know that up there on stage? You see how many people was there? I remember one year, a couple years ago, we went to the Kendrick Lamar concert, and it was, um, it was like Top Dog, um, The Hope, everybody, like so SZA, Kendrick, all of them on the label. And it was so me. like we were, they were doing, um, they were doing, uh, what song was it? Um, God, I can't think of the name of the song from, from a Black Panther soundtrack. Um, I can't think of the name of it. With Sizzling, y'all know what I'm talking about, but they were performing that. And so he had everybody turn on their lights. And when I looked, cause I never wasn't even a to the crowd at first because it was kind of open. But then like as the night go on and Kendra came on, you know, that's when everybody was, you know, really fouling into their seats. I mean, that shit was jam fucking packed, right? And when you, and everybody turned on their lights, it was so many fucking people. There's no way in the world that he would have known what was going on all the way in the grass section or all the way somewhere else. It's, it's no way. There's no way. No way at all. But I I do feel for, you know, the people that were affected who lost loved ones. And I feel for Travis too, man. Like, I kind of think that this is kind of, it's a little unfair because, um, this is not the first time that something like this has happened. And I mean, I'm confused on the cancel. I'm trying to cancel him. I'm confused by that. You know, I think somebody dropped the ball somewhere and I will say that, you know, his shows do incite like riots and stuff like that. He, he's like that type of performer. Um, not riots, but like, uh, raging, I guess it's called raging, not riots, raging. Um, and so when I've seen the concerts in the past, I mean, it's just be crazy. Like I, that, that shit is not my thing. Right. Like going to, no, no, not been in the crowd like that. No. Um, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a fucked up complex situation, I guess. All right, so let's just finish on some TV, okay? Uh, Insecure, how many shows do we got left? Two? Two maybe? How do y'all think the show is gonna end? I'm actually kind of, I don't know. Like, I gave my predictions before, a couple episodes ago, on what I thought the show was gonna pan out. And now I'm like, I really don't know how the show is gonna end. I don't really know what to think about Nothing really. Um, uh, I don't really think that Iza should, I know everybody wants Iza and Lawrence to be together. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't actually, uh, I think after watching the show more me personally, I think that Isa should be single. She should spend time to really navigate herself and continue growing and knowing herself I say that because Iza and her communication is horrible. That girl don't, she she just, communication don't live in her, okay? And even down to what she's doing with Nathan is problematic at best because I'm like, is he, uh, is he a rebound? I really think that he is. And I just feel like uh, I've been there right? When I was younger, not necessarily now, but when I was younger, especially like I would make these decisions based on how I felt. And honestly, and truly like Nathan, you know, um, he tries to be, you know, uh, the communication at one time in that one episode where they were just sitting there talking and, um, you know, she, I guess they were like, he was talking about he was going to move back. And then the next episode he was like, you know, yeah, my communication like sucks and how he needs to work on that and not run. And that's something he's trying to work on. I think he does give transparency. I really like Nathan. I don't really think they should be dating, but I really don't think they should be dating just because I don't think Isa is ready um, to be dating anybody. And I don't think that she should be dating anybody with uh, what she got going on. I just think that she needs to continue to work on herself and the communication, relationship wise, I think, um, Eiza is immature. And what I was saying earlier, I've been there before where I've made decisions based on being, um, emotionally immature. And so instead of telling the person how I felt or telling the person like, you know, truly how I felt like she broke up with Lawrence, but she really didn't even tell him why she was breaking up with. Him. I mean, yeah, we can assume. Right. But she still didn't really tell her feelings. You know, she makes assumptions all the time. Like how she saw him at the doctor's office with Condola. And mind you, they have a kid together. So why wouldn't he be at the doctor's office? Um, And then she assumed that they're together. So she don't, but it's assumptions. Like she's not communicating with him. She's not asking questions, nothing. And she broke up with him and kept him moving. And then she falls into this back in situation with Nathan saying that she loved him and all that stuff. But, and then granted, and she might, but at the same breath, it's like, but you have unresolved shit with Lawrence. And that's where I think it's problematic because I'm like, um, you should be trying to figure out, close the, close the chapter, right? And Isa left it so open, you know, so open-ended. And that's what I think is the problem. Um, and I've done that, you know, when I especially when I was younger, you know, where you leave a situation, you really haven't even resolved the situation, you really haven't even worked on the situation, but, you know, either... I had the fear of my feelings being hurt or the fear of, or not even just a fear. Like just sometimes I think it was just, I was explaining this to Leslie the other day and we were just talking about me and in the past. And I think a lot of my shit, um, was ego driven. Right. And so it's like a lot of times you, you, you're in a situation and you have hurt there or some shit don't paint out the way you want it. And, you know, sometimes I wouldn't afford people the conversation. I would just jump into a relationship with somebody else, right. Or, or situationship, whatever it is. And then, you know, I'm all in like, you know, but the reality was like, I really probably didn't like them like that. And I know for a fact, there was a few people that I didn't like in that way, you know, where I should even have allowed a situationship, but you know, I did, right? And it was ego driven because I probably was missing something over here, or I'm I'm really upset about the situation over here, but I'm just passing my time over here, you know. And it's and it's fucked up because you you now you got this entanglement, right? Now you got all these different people and different energies and all this stuff. And I definitely think that's what Eiza going through right now. She done started shit up with Nathan. She saw Lawrence now. Her now her shit is triggered in her mind. You know, and she saw that he done moved back. So now she's like, what the fuck? Right? So now her mind is just going. And then she calls him. Then he calls her back. But it's like, but why are you doing all that when you sit here mad at Nathan? Because he didn't say he loved you back and all this stuff. And I don't know. I don't know how that's going to end. I think Nathan's a rebound. I definitely don't think she's going to end up with Nathan, but I definitely don't think she should end up with Lawrence either. I get that the heart wants what it wants, but he seemed like he getting his shit together and he's maturing in a different way. And I think Isa's trying to get herself together, uh, you know, professionally, but I still think it's work that need to be done, um, emotionally and just on a maturity standpoint, as far as like relationships. So I would love to see her choose herself and just decide to be by herself. But I don't know how it's going to end. What we got two episodes left. One, two, two, one. What do we got? I don't know how it's going in. end. um, Let's see. Let's talk about Harlem. Did I talk about Harlem last week? I can't remember. So Harlem is on Amazon Prime. Um, I actually, and y'all know I'm slow to watch these shows. Like as some shows I keep up with like Insecure. I'll stay up and I'll watch the episode, but I am I can be suspect with other shows. Harlem, I actually binge watched and it was really good. Um, let's see. So that's what Megan Good, um, Jerry Johnson, uh whoopies in it who I loved in it I loved whoopie character in it um a whole bunch of in so let's see let's talk about it first of all if you haven't seen it um I'm gonna try not to give any spoiler alerts uh so I think I can do that and talk about it at the same time I don't know we'll see but definitely watch it if you haven't seen it so we can discuss it's so good all right so this is what I liked about Harlem I like that uh, I listened to an interview with Bevy Smith and she's in the show as well. And they actually use her as a consultant because she lives in Harlem. Um, I'm not sure if she, she from Harlem, but she lives in Harlem and that's, that's, that's her shit. Like that's where she is. That's, that's she, she's all in it. So she would just like, you know, like how she really want to bring the essence of Harlem and all of that. And I thought it was really cool. I thought making good, did really good too. Um, so what was interesting was, Megan is right now, her character, she is, okay, she has this thing, she has this ex named N, and N, they end up running to each other, you know, the old emotions come back and all of that, and so it got her fucked up. In essence, she's trying to push down that, and she finds a guy who's actually doting, lover, all in with her. And she still keeps finding herself floating back to end. When I was watching this, I sat and wondered. I sat and thought in my head about some things. Um, And just in general, uh, I feel like even with, um, you know, myself and so many people, like, do you think that there is a person out there or people out there that you just have this magnetic pull, this this react, when you see them, it's like something about that person that's always going to send a joke to you. Um, I personally think that you do, it could come in a form of, you can have soul ties with people when we talked about that and you can just have that person, like, like just your person, right. That just does that to you. And, you know, my thing is, but that don't always necessarily mean that you need to be with them. I think in Megan's situation, the only thing that I think that makes her situation a little bit different in this scenario is that they broke up from this only because she chose basically her career and she didn't want and she felt like it was signs there. I don't want to go to into it for people's gonna watch it and she didn't want to, you know, sacrifice or put aside her life for him. And she didn't really know how it was going to pan out. Well, we know, we're just watching the show how it would have maybe panned out, but she chose her career. So they really didn't break up based on like somebody cheating or something like, you know, toxic or crazy. Right. So I think that's why it's kind of easy to, for her to kind of like have the what if because of the way they broke up. Once again, it was no resolve with it. It would just kind of open ended where you're kind of pushing yourself to try to move on. But she chose her career. But even with choosing her career, we see that her career really haven't panned out either. Right? So she's not really in a better place than she thought she was going to be either. And I think that's why she, you know, kind of floating back that way. Um, I don't know. It it ends on a cliffhanger. I don't want to tell you anything. I hope it's a season two. I actually really, really enjoy Harlem because it really made you just be like, Lord, um... It made you think they brought up a lot of different, um, you know, they brought up one other thing I want to say. Um, I think it's interesting when you talk to people about sexuality. And so with, um, what's her name on the show? Mm, The one that, um, Jasmine Guy's daughter, uh, Quinn, Quinn, I think. And, you know, she's dating the guy. And then she meets the girl and she's like having these feelings that she don't quite know, don't quite understand, trying to process it. And, you know, I think I think shit can happen that way. Like, I'm a person that don't believe in labels. Like, I don't believe that you have to say or identify in any kind of way. I think that's the problem with the world is that we look for um, people to say like what they are. Um, I think it's possible for you to date, date men your whole entire life and meet a woman and fall fall in love with her. I think it's possible. Um, especially if your heart is open to allow yourself to maybe step outside of societal norms. So I don't know where her character is going to go. Like, I'm really hoping Harlem has a season two. I think it's going to, um, because it's really good. I really like it a lot. Um, I think my favorite character probably is, um, is it Ty? Is that her name? Jerry Johnson, her character. Um, the uh, the one that was over the the app. Um, she was my favorite. She's beautiful too. But uh, hopefully it gets another season. But if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. It's really good. Amazon, Harlem. So I want to end it on uh, the Sex and the City re- re- reboot. Just like that. Uh, did I talk about this last week? I'm not really sure if I did so i was actually really nervous going into watching just like that because um, i didn't really know what to expect and i saw some screenshots and i'm like ooh, you know they might have aged a little bit and so i wasn't really sure what to expect um and let's just talk about it so if you haven't seen it you probably should stop here so i don't or fast forward some so i don't spoil it for you but i don't at this point i it's been two weeks so um it, it got to be spoiled at this point if you haven't watched it. So, okay, we go into it. And we know that Samantha's not there because uh, Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker in real life have beef. So she didn't return. Um, I wasn't really sure how it was going to be, but I, I, I thought so far it was pretty good. Now, see, now episode one, I didn't like that. I didn't like the explanation of how they explain where Samantha was. I thought that was kind of whack. Cause I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're really fucking friends. And I'm like, uh, that kind of fell flat to me. Um, I, I don't, I don't really know if I like the gray hair on Miranda. Um, and then I thought it was weird that they were just letting their son like bang in the house while they're there. Like that was weird to me too. Like the little girl is basically living there. He's like 17. Um, my kid would never have sex in my house. So that was just weird. Uh, but no one's talking about that. And I'm like, that found it to be really weird. Um, hell no. So that was weird. Um, so, okay. So, so far they're basically hinting at Miranda having a drinking issue. Um, after episode three, not trying to spoil it for people that haven't seen episode three, but, uh, it seems like, is she drinking because she's unhappy with her life? Um, I'm also wondering are they hinting at her going into sexual exp- exploration, um, in different ways? I don't know. I also think that as sad as it was, and I mean, the scene with big dying was crazy, but as sad as it was, I feel like big had to die on the show. And I'm going to tell you why Samantha's married, Miranda. Uh, now I'm wondering, you know, is her marriage in trouble? I don't really know, but at the time she was still married. Um, and Carrie was married. Samantha was the sex, in sex and sex in the city and she's gone. So who are we going to get the dating from? It had to be, it had to be from somebody from the show. So Carrie had to been the one to date. And I think it's going to be cool because I think there's going to be now that she's, you know, older, she's not that, you know, young as she was before. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what middle-aged dating looks like. If they go that route, I don't really know, but I, but that should be cool. Um, if they do and I'll give her some shit to talk about. Um, and then I feel like Miranda might be back there out in the streets too. So that might be different too. Right. Um, I will say this, like it was surprising to me that people, I guess, because they, we've seen Carrie go through so much throughout the years with Mr. Big in the way that she really, um, I mean, you know, chased his ass basically because dude was really shitty to her ass for a hot minute like i mean she really she really had decided on him and she really wanted to be with him because she sacrificed it all to be with this dude and he was kind of shitty right let's just say what it was so then you finally get them she got him tamed and she got him at home and then he died so that was just crazy but so it was, it was crazy because after the episode two, episode one, uh, Peloton stock dropped like 19% or something they said. And so then they had him come out with a commercial, uh, Chris North, he was in a commercial, uh, where he was with the, the instructor from, um, from the Peloton. Right. So At first i was like okay well that's kind of cool that they were trying to do like damage control but do y'all know like literally the very next day that he was the the man that plays big he was hit with two sexual allegations saying that he had raped um two women one from six years ago another one from what was it 2004 and uh and what's crazy is, um, I was listening to Demetria Lucas podcast, Russian Respectable, and she was actually, she actually went more in depth than I'm going to go, but she basically was saying like, you know, reading an article and, uh, you know, explicitly what he did. It seems like he may have a fetish with raping people in front of mirrors because the the same things were very identical to each other, uh, the same instances. So he did that and he kind of, he released a statement saying that's, that's not true. But, um, the Hollywood reporter actually interviewed the women and he also interviewed, um, the friends they told the times, the friends that might've been present on uh, like right after the fact. So I don't know, it's not looking good. And then today when I'm getting ready to record, I'm seeing her reading about it and he was dropped from his tequila. He was dropped. They, they canceled the Peloton commercial. Uh, let's see. And he, oh, something else happened. He was dropped by his agent and now it's a third sexual allegation uh, where a woman is speaking out saying that uh, he raped them. So I'm like, uh, I don't know what kind of conversations he's having with his wife right now. Apparently, you know, she's very upset, but I'm just seeing her like, from my understanding, um, it was said that he actually is like an asshole in real life. Uh, and so, um, basically when the sex and C re- reboot came and he was getting like this attention because, you know, obviously big died and people were like, oh man, duh, duh, duh. one of the girls said that she was actually triggered and that's what made her step forward and be like, Hey, you know, this dude is actually a fucking asshole. You know, he did this to me and he's, a, he's, you know, scummy and all that. And, uh, that's what made them step forward. So I don't know. I don't know how this gonna turn out. Um, and it's unfortunate when you hear shit like this because it's just like as women, we have to always constantly keep our head on the swivel and always constantly uh just I feel like I, I feel like I walk into every notion of let me make sure that I'm I'm straight, like I'm not in a situation where I might be in danger and like, granted, you don't know if you're going to be in danger. Like you don't know if, you know, this is the day that you're talking to somebody and they might try to bust you upside the head or something, but it's unfortunate that you kind of got to have that in the back of your mind, you know? Um, and it's really fucking sad. And so, you know, I don't know what's going to come up this. I don't know if more stuff is going to come out, but it might. So... I don't know what to predict with um back to the reboot I don't know what to predict with a reboot I was worried I ain't gonna lie to you after episode one and two I'm like I don't know maybe some things need to stay where they are but um now I'm intrigued episode three changed my viewpoints I, episode three was a lot better and I was like okay okay like let's see where they're gonna go with this and I to think about Nicole Ari Parker character like girls always begging for something the girl wanted some fries she wanted some wine I don't know what to think about her and what's gonna where where is she gonna get in the only thing I can say about her she does the the show the fashions is there The, the fucking fashion is there I love that shit but I don't know and Chi is her name Chi the girl that's over the podcast she got some energy too so I'm like I like her so I'm like, I, I really think she's going to fuck Miranda. I'm trying to figure that out, but I, I don't know, but we're going to see. So I'm really excited about it. Um, so that's all I had today. I think that's all the hot topics I had. Um, let's see. I do hope that everyone that listens have a good holiday with their family. Uh, let's see. Am I going to talk to you guys before, before new year? I don't know. I'm not sure if I am, but next week is my year in review. I'm looking forward to it and just talking and talking about all the shit that I enjoyed this year and all the episodes that you enjoyed, all the shit that I enjoyed. Um, you know, it's always a pleasure to talk to y'all. I'm really happy, honestly. And I'm going to say this again next week that y'all have been rocking with me, you know, like this, this year I've actually had like, I don't even know how much of an increase, but we've hit over 15,000 listens. Um, but this year has been booming. You guys have really been listening. So definitely tell a friend, tell a friend, like the show, rate the show, uh, you can find me on Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can find me on, uh, Twitter, igmt podcast, and you can find me on, uh, if you ever want to contact me about the show, you can email me, IJMT podcast at gmail.com. I think I'm going to actually work on a Facebook page. I don't know when, but I'm going to, don't forget, we got the merch coming. You're going to hear more about that in January. And you're also going to hear more about the book club and see me starting to pub that in January as well. So it's a lot of changes coming. Um, Make sure you pop in on social media to kind of keep up with it, but you're going to hear me talk about it here and we actually have some cool guests coming too. So I'm looking forward to that. And like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.